0: Good afternoon, it's one o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. The headlines. The legislator, who's expected to chair the Bills Committee for the controversial extradition proposal, says he has no plans to limit discussion. Lawmaker Fernando Cheunga urges the government to close the loophole that denies out-of-contract helpers public health care and a huge fire has partially destroyed the medieval cathedral of Notre Dame in Paris pro establishment lawmaker Paul Sayre says he has no plans at the moment to limit discussion on the government's controversial extradition bill. Tomorrow Mr Tsai is expected to be elected chairman of the LegCo Bills Committee that will scrutinize the proposal, which will allow for fugitives to be transferred to places with which Hong Kong has no extradition deal. It depends on how many lawmakers really want to usefully express their views instead of uh, just playing antics if you like and, uh, to, uh, to suit their political needs. And uh, like I said, it's a very political issue. So chances are we may have to spend more time, but there's a limit as to how far we can go. And as members of a bills committee, we all have a collective obligation to complete the processing as soon as possible. The LegCo president, Andrew Leung, says he hasn't decided if he'll cap the amount of time for scrutiny of the bill. Last year, he allowed only 36 meeting hours to vet another controversial bill that allowed mainland laws to be enforced in the West Kowloon Express rail terminus. He also criticised pan-democrats for their last-minute withdrawal from a mainland tour in protest over the bill, saying it surprised the mainland hosts. Civic Party leader Alvin Yeung was one of those boycotting the trip. He said they weren't the ones who made the atmosphere uncomfortable.
1: On one hand, we wish to have direct dialogue with the mainland on sensitive issues like the fugitive defenders amendment. But unfortunately, we were turned down.
0: This is a fact, and this is something that we hold dearly to our hearts regarding issues that is most important to Hong Kong. And so the ball is not on our side. It is on the government courts that they put forward something that is so controversial, that it's so unwelcome to Hong Kong people. We have a role to play here. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says her government will listen to lawmakers' views on its extradition proposals but society won't accept not having retroactive laws. And Mrs Lam says the government will push ahead even if the changes come too late to extradite a Hong Kong man to Taiwan over the death of his girlfriend.
1: The government will try very, very hard in order to provide the legal basis for us to proceed. But if we do not have that legal basis, we simply could not proceed. So since we have already introduced the legislation to provide that legal basis, the question now is not entirely uh, for us, it's for the Legislative Council to also display that same sort of compassion and empathy and try to uh, speed up the legislative exercise to give us that legal basis to proceed. I think that is also the wish of the family.
0: To other news, Labour Party lawmaker Fernando Jones says the government should act quickly to close what he calls a loophole, where foreign maids cannot access public health care once they've lost their job. LegCo's manpower panel will meet this afternoon to discuss ways to better provide health care for foreign domestic helpers. Yesterday, a former helper from the Philippines was awarded $30,000 in damages after being fired following her cancer diagnosis. Mr Jones says foreign helpers are protected only while under contract
1: to provide free medical care, but once the contract is terminated, all that requirements are gone, and even accessing public health care becomes a problem. So we think that this is really a loophole. We would like to see this change, and also if it requires a change of the standard employment contract, or that it is requiring any enactment of a new law, we would like to see the government to act on this.
0: A study by Citibank says around half the multi-millionaires in Hong Kong expect property prices to drop in the coming year, and the wealthy are more interested in buying properties overseas instead of in Hong Kong or in China. The bank says there are 511,000 multi-millionaires in the SAR, a record high in 16 years. It adds that the affluent usually have most of their wealth invested in fixed assets like properties, and 56% of them think the SAR's home prices will go down in the coming year. The bank's consumer business. Manager Lawrence Lam says that doesn't mean the rich are losing confidence in the local property market, which he thinks will rebound in the coming quarters. He adds that the multimillionaires are just hoping to diversify their assets when they show more interest in buying flats outside of Hong Kong and China.
1: In terms of the interest, I will see two things. Right? I don't think it's the reason of the losing confidence of Hong Kong and China. It's just because the property price is actually quite high also. You look at the return and all this, right? At the same time, I think the government's measure on the cooling down the market, you cannot say it's not having any impact. And also we look at the current portfolio of the multi-millionaire; they hold almost 1.9 properties in Hong Kong. So from the diversification perspective, from the return perspective, they actually want to look for opportunity outside Hong Kong and mainland China.
0: Beijing has eased the way for Hong Kong filmmakers to enter the mainland market. The government says central authorities agreed to lift limits on the number of Hong Kong people taking part in mainland films and content requirements for co-productions. Hong Kong filmmakers will also get the chance to take part in mainland film awards. The chief executive Carrie Lam says she's expecting more measures in future and cautioned local filmmakers to produce appropriate content.
1: Hong Kong is very proud of our freedom of expression, and so uh, we welcome uh, movie makers to make the best use of that freedom of expression to do uh, a diversity of movies. Uh, But if these movies have to be screened or made in another jurisdiction, then of course they have to follow the rules and regulations of that jurisdiction.
0: The head of Volkswagen, Herbert Diess, says he's not proud of his company's association with the Chinese government in light of its detention of thousands of Muslim Uyghur people in the western province of Xinjiang. Volkswagen has invested in a car production plant in Xinjiang. Here's the BBC's Robin Brandt. China is hugely important to VW. It accounts for about 40% of the cars it sells. But China has been accused of forcefully detaining and sometimes abusing tens of thousands of Muslim Uyghur Chinese in dozens of camps in the western province of Xinjiang, a place where VW invested in a new production plant with its Chinese state-owned partner in 2013. A massive fire has partially destroyed the medieval cathedral of Notre-Dame in Paris. The blaze gutted the roof and top of the spire. Some flames could still be seen rearing up in the night sky, but the fire brigade says the main stone structure has been saved. One firefighter was seriously injured as the blaze was brought under control. President Emmanuel Macron visited the 800-year-old building and thanked firefighters for their work in tackling the blaze. What happened tonight? At Paris, in cette cathedral, Notre Dame is obviously a terrible drama. It's been a terrible drama. I want to thank the firemen of Paris. They worked several hours and are still fighting fire. They have extreme courage and determination and great professionalism. I want to tell them thanks from the whole nation. The worst has been avoided even if the battle isn't totally won. Mr Macron said the cathedral would be rebuilt. The cause of the fire isn't yet known. An Australian grandmother has been reunited with her grandchildren in a refugee camp in northeast Syria after a three-year campaign to reach them. The children's parents took them to Syria to join the Islamic State group in 2014, where their father gained notoriety by posting a picture of one of his sons holding a severed head on social media. From Sydney, here's the BBC's Phil Mercer. From her home in suburban Sydney, Karen Nettleton has for years tried to free her grandchildren from their nightmare in Syria. They were orphaned in the conflict and are living in a refugee camp after fleeing Baguz, the Islamic State's final stronghold. Seventeen-year-old Zainab has two children of her own and is expecting another. Two of her brothers and her father were killed in an airstrike. Her mother is also dead. Australian authorities have told Karen Nettleton her grandchildren will soon be released into her care. The American Museum of Natural History says it will no longer host a gala dinner to honour Brazil's far right president Jair Bolsonaro. This report from the BBC's Candice Piet.
1: The dinner at one of the most prestigious museums in the US had been booked by the Brazilian American Chamber of Commerce to honour Jair Bolsonaro as Person of the Year. But only last week, Mr Bolsonaro said he might open up a vast section of pristine Amazon jungle to mining and would pardon people fined for deforestation. The response from scientists and the New York public was one of outrage. Given that some of the seats at the dinner cost $30,000, they accused the museum of taking money from people who were profiting from the Amazon's destruction.
0: Scientists at Israel's Tel Aviv University say they've created the world's first 3D bioprinted human heart. Here's the BBC's Richard Galpin. While elements of the human heart have been created by other scientists around the world in recent years, it's not thought that a whole heart with some of the key blood vessels in it has ever been made using bioprinting. Dozens of small hearts about the size of a rabbit's, have been printed at the university each one taking just three hours to create. The research team now has a number of other challenges to overcome before moving to the next stage of the project, implanting 3D-printed hearts into animals to test if they work. To finance news, gains on new home prices on the mainland have picked up slightly after some local governments relaxed purchase restrictions. Average new home prices in 70 major cities rose 0.6% in March, quickening from a 0.5% gain in February. On the whole, it logged the 47th straight month of price increases, and more cities reported monthly price increases for new homes, up from 57 in February to 65 last month. On an annual basis, home prices rose 10.6% in March, the highest since April 2017 and also accelerating from a 10.4% gain in February. Australian vitamin maker Blackmores has posted a slump in third-quarter profit, as tough new import rules in China hammered sales there. Profit fell 43% in the three months ended March. The company has become the highest-profile Australian casualty of China's moves to tame a runaway market of parallel traders. From the beginning of this year, Chinese companies that import goods online need to be registered with the government, while certain products are also required to pass through government-linked customs warehouses, where they incur tax. Locally, a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 30,003. That's 192 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $54 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 111.93 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 13 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 26 cents. And now with the sports news,
2: here's Adam Cheung. We start in the English Premier League where Arsenal are back in the top four. They were 1-0 winners at 10-man Watford thanks to a bizarre goal by Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. It was 10 minutes into the game when the Watford goalkeeper, Ben Foster, took too long to make a pass. Aubameyang chased him down and knocked the ball into the net for the game's only goal.
1: We are really happy tonight, you know. It was a tough game. At the end, we, we, we suffer a bit, but uh, we did the job and that was important to, to win today. I'm a guy who always believes in, a, in a small chances and it was a small chances for me. And I try my best to, to, to keep the, the goalkeeper and I did it and I score. So I'm happy. It's a long time I wait to score a goal like this and tonight I'm really, really happy.
2: Watford played most of the game with 10 men after striker Troy Dini was sent off for elbowing Lucas Torreira on the 11th minute. Manager Javi Garcia praised his team despite the loss.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm very, very proud of my players. It's not different than other games with good result. Today I'm not interested in the result. I'm proud. I'm very proud of my players. We had our chances. One crossbar, one post. With ten players, pressing until the end, creating chances until the end of the game, and we did everything well. But it was, as I said before, it was very, very difficult for us.
2: In the NHL playoffs, the Toronto Maple Leafs are up two games to one in their first-round series against the Boston Bruins after a victory at home in Game 3 of their best of seven. Austin Matthews scored his first goal of the playoffs and the Leafs went on to win 3-2 with Freddie Anderson solid in goal once again with 34 saves. Before the game, the league suspended Toronto forward Nazem Kadri for the rest of the series after his cross-check to the head of Boston's Jake DeBrusque in Game 2. Elsewhere, the Carolina Hurricanes blanked the Washington Capitals 5-0 in a violent Game 3 in rally. Carolina rookie Andrei Sveshnikov crashed his head on the ice and was knocked out of the game after he picked a fight with Alex Ovechkin. The Canes' first home playoff win in 10 years cut Washington's lead to two games to one. And in the NBA playoffs, the Philadelphia 76ers restored order in their first-round series against the Brooklyn Nets with a convincing 145-123 victory in Game 2. Ben Simmons made up for a disastrous opening game by scoring a triple-double. His 18 points, 12 assists, and 10 rebounds helped Philly tie the series at one apiece. The Sixers put the game away in the third quarter by dropping 51 points. And that's your look at sports.
0: Thanks, Adam. And to end the news, the top story once again. The legislator who's expected to chair the Bills Committee for the controversial extradition proposal says he has no plans to limit discussion. The news from RTHK.